Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Can We Be Honest? I'm your host, Andrea Christina, and my husband, Brian, is right here. Hey, guys. Today, we wanted to do the episode on surviving a long-distance relationship. Um, If you've been following us on social media, then you're well aware that we've been doing long-distance for a good chunk of three years, and we definitely have learned some things that we wanted to share in case some of you are currently going through this. So we'll dive right in. Yeah, so we met, um, funny enough, we met on Twitter, if you guys have followed us, and um, a lot of people meet through social media, so I'm not downplaying how we did it, but it's a difficult path because you have to constantly talk to each each other before you even meet one another. Um, So while you're apart, you try to get to know one another through different methods, um, Skype, FaceTime, whatever it may be. Um, but you really have to devote a lot of your time to doing so. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I actually really enjoyed getting to talk every day before we actually met because by the time we actually met in person, I felt like more comfortable and, you know, as if I knew you. I mean, we had spoken for well three months or something like right. that. And we were we were doing so many odd things during those three months, which when we look back on it, it was a really cool, cool thing to do. Um, we had watched Stranger Things together, even though we weren't in the same place. So we had FaceTimed and we we're like, okay, we're going to start it in, you know, 30 minutes. And then we would watch the episode and then we would immediately FaceTime again and go over the episode. It, was, it sounds really corny, but these are the little things that you can do that keep your relationship interesting or um, keep it interesting just to get to know one another. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely thought it was so cute to to do that and then we also did a thing where we you know we're like asking each other I think five questions every day to get to know each other and then we ran out of questions and then we were googling like the most random questions to ask people but yeah anyway so going back to um some tips and tricks for surviving um, a long distance relationship with social media and just the internet making the world a lot smaller. I feel like more and more people are dealing with being in a long distance relationship. So we figured why not talk about it. And I actually wanted to start out by giving some statistics because these were really interesting to us. Um, So according to the New York Post, there's 58% of a success rate for long distance relationships. So, I mean, that was shocking because I would think it would be a lot less. But I guess, you know, they don't really talk about how long that long distance relationships are, like time wise. And then there was um, the average long distance relationship uh, couple will send each other 343 texts every week. Which is hilarious because honestly, towards the end of our long distance relationship, um, we were sending each other, I would say, honestly, two to three texts a day. Yeah. So what, like 21 texts a week? Yeah. Like that is extremely low just because, and like we've been saying, it's a survival. It's a, like you have to survive the long distance. And we had set a date on when our relation, our long distance was going to be over. And I think that is super key. Um, because if you don't have a date in mind when it's going to end, you don't see the light at the tunnel at the end of the tunnel. And it kind of drains you because you just don't know when you're going to see each other next. You don't know when you're going to be with each other next. And it's just, it kills you. And so 
Yeah, yeah I think as you get closer to that date when you're like forever going to be together finally like you stop trying to find ways to communicate like you still talk but like you run out of things to say you know your day's the same at least for us yeah that's what i was gonna say is that it was just such an odd situation because of the fact that i was in europe she was in los angeles there was a nine hour time difference and so when i was ending my day she would be starting her day so i'd be exhausted from training i had just you know been doing so much during the day and then at night she texts me she's like good morning and I'm like good night (laughs) you know what I mean and so it would always end the same it would be like hey how'd your day go hey I had training it was good uh what do you have what do you have planned for the rest of the day and she'd be like I have meetings and then I'd be all right well it was good talking to you yeah it became really repetitive repetitive and boring and 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 that was towards the end of like two and a half years something like that yeah so then we ended up really only talking when it was like about important things or logistical things about moving in together finally so it's definitely interesting and I feel like everybody's long distance relationship has its own unique story but I saw another statistic that I thought was really interesting and it was that the four month mark was pinpointed as the hardest part of a long distance relationship we were just getting started Right. I felt like at the four month mark, it just still seemed so viable and like doable, you know, like I wasn't even worried about the long distance. Because I liked my freedom. Yeah. And I just like, I'm always so busy with work that like, I never really sat there and thought about us not being in the same place because we were also talking a lot. But what would you say was our like, when it really felt like drag out hard? Um, I think I would say it was a lot more difficult when you had tried to move to France and then when you had moved away, because I was just getting in the the process of, you know, yeah. getting comfortable with you being there. And then <laughs> long distance was over. And then all of a sudden we're back in it. Yeah. And so it was just like, damn. Yeah. And also probably the fact that I wasn't going to go back to Europe. We both made the decision that I needed to go back for an opportunity and then getting injured right away. And then being alone in a new city again, yeah. that was, I would say that was pretty difficult. Um, but I wouldn't say it was so hard. I mean, like some people really struggle with it. I think because of our past relationships, we yeah. become a lot more mature in relationships to the point where if you know you want to be with someone, you're going to make it work no matter what. Especially considering the fact that we had trust, which I also think is a major, major yeah. thing in a in a long distance relationship. and. Yeah, let's talk about that because I feel like a lot of people, uh, you know, kind of let outside things cloud their judgment and, you know, trust kind of falls apart when there isn't any valid reason it needs to at that point. And I think it does have to do with like, you know, micromanaging that person on social media and like, you know, if if they get tagged in something, I know from like a girl's perspective, then you're like, who who tagged them? Let me look and then look on that person's tag and see who else was there. And then you go down this deep hole. It's like, but why? You know, I didn't know you did that. That's no, cool. I didn't do that to you, but I've done it in the past. I think every girl has done it in the past. I think I, think I learned just, from that. Yeah, I think it just ranges from person to person, because I think for me, had this been, you know, five years ago, I would have treated it differently. Um, when you go through bad relationships and you go through like bad moments and bad relationships, I think it ultimately makes you stronger in terms of, I know what I want, you know, and if this is going to be the person for me, 
then it'll all work out. If not, then bye. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there'll be another one. Right. So if you're going to... It's not break... so, like, heartbreaking. Right, because yeah. I've already gone through that kind of stuff. Right. And I think that, um, yeah, I'm not... I just think if it's going to work out, the person will trust you and vice versa. And I think, yeah. So, I mean... Give me, give me a reason otherwise not to trust you. Right, exactly. So I definitely think have like, you know, some very solid reasons why you're even going down the mistrust hallway, because um, other than that, you're just sabotaging your relationship. But um, yeah, I definitely think be positive minded at the beginning. Um, But I think I think a major one. um, And this goes along the lines of when you guys come together in a long distance relationship Mm -hmm. i think it's it's so funny how it works because you get so excited for the person to be there and so then when they're there you like try to plan you try to go above and beyond right right? to maximize time right but i'm saying more along the lines of like you're always traveling or you're always trying to do all of these spectacular things and it gets a, to be a pain in the ass because you're like planning extra and that's not really that wasn't me like it's i know exhausting yeah yeah and then that's like, and this is like the flip side of it. It's like after the two weeks of you visiting, you're like, yes, that was exhausting. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're you're leaving. Like, you're like, crap, now, you know, we're back to being long distance. But yeah. you go into so much extra. And I know people do this all the time is you just do so much extra just because you hadn't seen each other in a long time and you want to make it like a special time or whatever. But Right. Well, I think it's like, at least for me, it was like, oh, I want to create memories in the short time that we have and make it count. But I think we learned later on that making it count, that time count can just mean being on the couch and having good conversation and watching a show and like enjoying just being next to each other instead of doing a million things and you're exhausted. (laughs) I mean, we had gone to Paris, we had gone to Venice, we had gone to Florence, we've gone... Yeah. To so many different places. Nancy. We were like traveling Nancy. everywhere. We were traveling everywhere. <laughs> I know. And it just is so ridiculous. Yeah. But that's just an aspect of long distance relationships. I know that for a fact. Like you always want to just do these Right, but crazy just things. take a step back and just appreciate that you're actually in the same location. Yeah. And I think obviously trying to talk once a day on the phone is always key. Mm-hmm. Um, not just texting because that doesn't really, that's not a, personal relationship that's not you know what i mean it's not mm-hmm. you'd kind of distance yourself when you just text the entire time and but i also think like with texting people have different ways of communicating i know we have very different texting styles like i'm very direct but it sometimes comes off as like mean or bitchy or like some weird tone but like it's just me saying directly what i want to say where you know other people like you're more beat around the bush like yeah what up uh let's have a serious talk and I'm just like here's yeah (laughs) let's just talk about it but so I think when you're only texting like I know when you know if we went a few days and we didn't talk on the phone it would lead to little micro fights because you or I would take something wrong that was texted which if you had verbalized it, it would have been nothing, you know? Yeah, I think also, and this is why we're talking about this, is because we've learned a lot throughout the course of our long-distance relationship, and I think we learned the do's and, and do not, definitely do not things. And do not don'ts. Um, 
<laughs> and I just want to I want to make clear before I get into that we're in a we're in a closet right now to maximize <laughs> the sound quality of this podcast. <laughs> so I hope it sounds like I have a jazzy voice. But uh, no, so the definitely do nots are we did it multiple occasions, and I'm the type of person that it takes me a while to get over like an argument. Um, we would go like I would go to sleep because I was going to sleep before. I go to sleep angry over some stuff that we were talking about. And then so that entire next day, I'd be just pissed off Pete. Pissed you know what I mean? Pete. Like, I would just be angry um, just because I had so much more time to think about the last yeah, time we talked. Time. Because I would wake up yeah. and then I had like a solid nine hours before you woke up. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, those are definitely a do not thing to do. So don't go to sleep mad. Right. Yeah. Um, which and, is harder said than easier said than none when you're right. in a like transcontinental relationship. And I think having a time limit because in the beginning we didn't have a time limit on how long we we're going to do long distance. Yeah. And obviously things in life will make it harder because sometimes you'll be, you know, pulled in one direction and you might not be able to have a time a time limit and be able to set that. Um but Ultimately, I think it was after our first year, I said, okay, I'm going to stay in Europe for probably another year. Uh, well, no, I was going to stay in Europe for definitely another year. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the end of that year, I had a really good opportunity to go somewhere else in Europe. And we had talked about it and discussed it mm-hmm. to the death of it. And it just seemed like it, it was the right opportunity. It was the right opportunity even from your family standpoint. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I had to do. And so that obviously extended our long distance relationship. and For another year. Yeah, which was not easy, but... I thought the last six months of that was just brutal. I was going crazy. Because I knew it was, like, almost to the end, but it wasn't, like, soon enough. So it was just, like, I don't know, exhausting. Which, actually, like, that you mentioned that um, there was a statistic I read that said 70% of all failed long-distance relationships failed due to unplanned changes. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, because it happens so often. It's so frequent that plans change. And yeah, that's a statistic that totally makes sense. But I mean, we even went through it. Mm. Because remember, we were on the phone and you were upset. I was upset. And I was like, this is such a good opportunity. And you're like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. It's it's so frustrating. Yeah. Um, and we hadn't talked for a couple of days because we had to both think about like, what are, what is ultimately the goal that we're trying to achieve here. What do we want and when do we want it? Like, it sounds stupid, but you know what I mean? And yeah. that was Well, not I think we really had to be like, okay, because the problem was, like, you know, I had tried to go live there and it was really hard with work, you know, for multiple reasons and plus the language barrier and all that. But also, you know, like, it was like, do you give up your career in your dream when you have this like amazing once in a lifetime opportunity or do I pretty much give up my career since knowingly my career didn't work out well when I was there the first time or do we like stick it out for another unbearable year on my end at least and like let you finish this out and see how that goes you know and That's it was the problem is one person has to sacrifice everything in yeah. order for both to be happy and right. and and in the end it's you know it's a it's a difficult situation with the person that sacrifices because they end up losing a big part of them right and then you, know? you can get 
you know, I think that's when... you might when, get backlash, and then... Yeah, you get resentful. And I think if you let that resentment, like, kind of fester and, like, get a hold of you, then that'll create, like, actual really serious problems, you know? So you just... I think people have to take turns sacrificing everything. Right. And since this is a Can We Be Honest podcast, like, I gave up my career to be to my soccer career to be back here be with andrea be with my dog the cats my family mm-hmm. so be it um and i've had to deal with you know feeling that way feeling resentment, resentment and yeah. you know knowing that i could continue playing for the next three years yeah. i still could um and it's weird because you bottle it so deep right mm-hmm. and it'll come out in the weirdest ways like we were at a party and I had, I had, you know, worked so hard to, to try to become fluent in German. And there was a girl that could speak German there. She was from Germany. And I was trying to converse with her. And I was starting to lose or, like, forget words in German that were so simple four or five months ago. But I haven't spoken. I haven't spoken in forever. Mm-hmm. And so you lose it. And, and that brought it out from a deep place in me. Yeah. It brought it out like, damn, like, I really, really miss being there, miss yeah. playing. So it's crazy what will bring it out, but yeah, it's very difficult. How would you say is the best way to manage that resentment? Because on my end... Drink alcohol. (laughs) On my end, I felt like I was resentful, you know, when you were there, you know, living out your soccer career and all that. And I was like, well, shit, I'm giving up, you know, my need to like start a family my everyday need to just like be able to go on dates or see him or sleep next to him and all this stuff and like I was the one that could only travel obviously because soccer is so strict with the schedule so it's like it was either I took time off of work and life and whatever to like constantly go there and it wasn't just like a you know six hour flight it was like a day and a half of travel or whatever and so I just constantly had to remind myself that at the end of the day, this is like a small blip on our our relationship, like lifetime wise. So you saw that on TV last night, that small blip statement from something. Did I? Yeah. Huh. It's funny. Must be Meanwhile, she she was saying <laughs> that she she resented me because you know we weren't sleeping next to one another. Oh, and God, meanwhile, I haven't gotten an ounce of sleep the last Side four freaking days <laughs> because last night. Andrea gets up to go to the bathroom, which is fine. You know, some people I cannot will do that. help That's if fine. I have to pee totally because I'm drinking more because I'm sick. Um, but you got to close the door when you go to the bathroom. But anyways, so oh so God. so anyways, that aside, then I hear like the like Gollum from Lord of the Rings noises because one of the cats starts like trying to throw up, and <laughs> so then the cat throws up. Andrea twice. gets out of the bed to clean it up. She did it twice. Um, so there's three times of getting out of the bed. Then, then all of a sudden the cat nugget, love her to death, but sometimes she'll just start making extremely loud yak noises. Can you, can you? Yak! Like, stuff like that. She does not do yak. Whatever. Really loud cat noises. This is an exaggeration. It's more like, "Ah," like like that. But loud. It's not that loud. She's a five pound cat. She did it the first time Andre gets out of bed, woke me up again. Meanwhile, I had to get up at 730 this morning. Um, but 
the last, like, there was the last hour where Nugget did the noises for a straight hour. Because you wouldn't let me open the door because you didn't want Marlo to come in. I mean, this is all your fault. Stop complaining about the it. The only reason I bring this up is because... Where's the this resentment? Could been, this could have been... Yeah, this is resentment, but also could have been in the last po- uh, podcast episode because we were talking about why couples fight. She told me that I need to learn how to sleep better. I think it's in our nature. You can't train yourself to yes, sleep you through people jumping and getting out of bed. Cats, I am not jumping. Am I doing jumping jacks cats while you're sleeping? Up, cats screaming. Yes, you learn to ignore Dogs it and go back to sleep. out loud. Like, no, you can't sleep. Some people cannot sleep through that. I'm a very light sleeper, as you are. Every time you hear the cat scream... Uh, right. We're going to do a whole you hear the cat meow. different podcast episode on proper ways yeah, to down, better your sleep. Let's let's get back to saving your long-distance <laughs> relationship by buying earplugs and yeah. a memory foam mattress. Um, so I think... Another, going back to the statistics, because I found these really interesting, um, there was one which we covered that said uh, most couples spend about eight hours a week um, talking or video chatting on the phone. But what I thought was really interesting um, was that 10% of all marriages in the United States have started out as long-distance relationships, and 32.5% of long-distance relationships are actually college relationships. Which that, so I'm saying that long distance relationships are hard because I was in Europe and, you know, she was in Los Angeles, but college relationships is a whole nother animal. Yeah, because so you're, if you're in you're, college. You're not, you're immature, you know what I mean? And yeah. like you're around. Easily distracted. Guys or girls, whatever it be, it may be. And like it is, yeah, you're completely distracted. Right. You're going to parties all the time. I it's, think your loyalties are not as strong. For me, if you get through a college long distance relationship you you made it i mean like look at your sister and her fiance they you know granted they're like in a different headspace but like yeah but that's different to me i mean he's going to college and your sister was working in a different state and they decided it was better to just be together yeah but he's an army ranger he's much more mature at that age than you know right. what i mean it's a different animal i think i mean all of my friends that were in college that came into college with girlfriends never worked. It never worked. Yeah. Um, that's a whole nother animal. That's a very difficult, difficult task. Um, but honestly, I think what what you put into your your relationship, long distance wise, is what you're gonna get out of it. If you truly want it to succeed, um, and you do kind of the things that we've covered here, um, there's no reason why it can't be a successful one. And yeah, I, if you guys have any other questions about, you know, our long-distance relationship, it's a very long, long story. We'll and have a, to do and a, a pretty, whole other episode it's a pretty, Yeah, it's that. a pretty unique one because of, you know, what we had to go through. And, I mean, yeah, like I said, it was a nine-hour time difference. That's, that's substantial. And so if you guys have any questions, please let us know. Please ask us. And Yeah, we actually started an Instagram. It's called the Can We Be Honest podcast. Um, so go ahead and follow that, or you can always DM Brian and I, I'm Andrea Christina, (laughs) slide into Brian's DMs, slide in there. Um, and Brian, do you want to tell them your handle? At Beagle7. Yeah. But I have a feeling everybody listening to this podcast is probably already following us, (laughs) but just, uh, 
just wanted to give you guys a heads up that we do read the messages. So, and we appreciate any like feedback you have. And if you want to share our podcast, we'd be really, really grateful um, because we do want to be relatable. We truly started this to be relatable, mainly to couples out there because we assume things we're going through, other people are going through, and it's a good way to um, feel like you're not going through something alone. So if you want to share it with your friends or leave us a review, we'd much appreciate you. And also on a completely different side note, just because I'm staring at Andrea's new tattoo, <laughs> this guy in New York is incredible. He gave me one tattoo. He's given Andrea uh, two thus far. Um, Evan Tattoo, he's amazing. Yeah. You guys check him out on Instagram. His name's Evan Tattoo, E-V-A-N, and then Tattoo. Unbelievable. Yeah. We'll have to do a podcast also on all of our tattoos and like the meaning behind it. Because I think this one has the most meaning for me. That would, take, that would take longer than a half hour. Yeah. We're trying to keep things short, but you never know. You never know. All right. Do you want anything else? Some parting words for our long, dis- <laughs> long distance relationship couples? Good luck. Bye. <laughs> no. Really? No. <laughs> no. I would say... Guys, we got to get better at our conclusions and wrapping things up, but... I would say have faith that if you're meant to be together, things will work out and you just have to be patient and understanding and try not to overreact because that was my issue. I agree. Okay, what about you? (laughs) I already said my goodbye words. I said that... Long distance relationships are are really hard work, and you get, you literally get. I'm done with this. <laughs> I said my words. You get Cancel. what? We're no. Done. You get what you put into it. Exactly. That's what I said. If you want it to truly work out, you want your relationship to be successful. Work hard. Then you have to do what we had said. We gave a little trusty list of things that you can you can follow, and I think those things are, are what we went through, and I think. That's the best type of advice. Great. And on that note, thanks for listening. I'm Andrea Christina, and this is Brian Gall, and you're and listening Brian to... <laughs> Brian Christina. And you're listening to the Can We Be Honest podcast, episode two. Bye. Bye.